Welcome back to another episode of Important Miscellaneous Talks. I'm your host, Gosh from Crossfield, and we are changing the world one podcast at a time. Our wonderful guest. Please introduce yourself. What up? What up? What's going on? My name is Mr. Locario. Uh, they call me the bad boy of the dating game. So I teach men and women how to get exactly what they want out of dating game. So shout out to y'all for having me. What's going on? What's popping? I appreciate you showing up, man. What has been the biggest lesson that you've learned through being a dating coach? Oh, man, I, I think the biggest lesson is that uh, there's a lot of people that don't want to learn how to date, man. <laughs> like, it's funny because people, what happens is people want to get a result, but they don't want to actually have to do the work it takes to get the result. So that's the hardest thing is that, you know, people want results without having to do the work to get the results. So if they don't do the work, results ain't going to happen. So that's the hardest thing is that, uh, you know, or the most challenging thing is you want to help people, but some people they want the result without actually doing the thing. So, you know, it's going to stay in the same place. Is it not delusional? Well, yeah, definitely. That is delusional. I mean, well, the thing is, is in a lot of different areas of life, people know that they got to work to do something. Like if they want to lose weight or something or get fit, they got to go to the gym. You know, if they want to make more money, they got to either, you know, uh, work harder, get a different job, become an entrepreneur, whatever it is. They know that there's something they got to do. But when it comes to dating, they think that is just supposed to happen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And the reason why is because we've been conditioned with movies and media to think that we can just sit there and things are going to fall into your lap. And even if something actually does fall into your lap, you still need an actual game plan to maintain a certain situation or less, or, you know, it's going to like fall by the wayside. You know what I'm saying? So people got to understand that dating, just like anything else, it's a skill and you need to know how to maintain that situation if you want it for like long-term and all that other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What kind of results are people coming to you asking for and what is some of the work that they need to put in in order to obtain those results? Yeah. I mean, a lot of it is different. Some, some people, what they'll do is they'll like, for example, some guys that I coach just want to know how to hook up. So they're like, I want to meet the hottest girls, hook up with them. And that's it. Then some of the guys are like, you know, I want a girlfriend. I want to have a, a long-term relationship or they might have a girl that they're trying to make something happen with long-term or even women that, uh, you know, that, that uh, contact me most of the time, they want to actually learn how to maintain a relationship with a guy that they're interested in. So they meet a guy, they like the guy, they're like, how do I keep this guy interested? So, you know, he could become my boyfriend and all that other stuff. You know what I'm saying? So what kind of work do they need to put in to obtain those goals? I mean, basically what it is, is this, a person needs to understand exactly where they're at and where they want to go. Right. But also they need to understand dealing with the opposite sex. So one of the things when I talk about, you know, understanding where you're at and where you need to go, for example, if you have a guy who is, who, for example, wants to find like a girl he considers hot and wants to hook up with her, hook up with, you know, hot girls or whatever. If he, if he's scared to approach women, then his goal of hooking up with hot women is probably not going to happen. Yeah. So what he needs to understand is if I want to get with these hot girls, I need to actually have the courage to approach them, know how to talk to them, interact with them, and then make things happen. But also he needs to understand how women are and how they're going to respond to him. So it's twofold thing is he has to understand himself, but he also has, has to understand the women. And the same thing for women. Women have to understand themselves. They got to also understand the men that they're dealing with. The problem is, is that most people don't, they they either don't know themselves and, or they don't know the opposite sex, or they might know themselves, but they don't know the opposite sex. So then therefore you got to know both of those situations in order to get, you know, a certain result. You see what I'm saying? So which sex is giving you the most difficulty when it comes to dating? 
as like, far as like coaching? Yes. Um, I would say it's interesting because I would say women are a little bit more difficult to coach if you're actually like coaching them right. Meaning, and I'll say this because I, I I know a, a a couple of um coaches who coach strictly women, right? And one of the coaches, I'm not gonna say his name, but I was talking to him and he's successful coaching women. And we were having a conversation. He said, he basically said, you know, the way to, to coach women or to um, be successful at coaching women is you got to sell women hope. You know what I'm saying? It's <laughs> the truth. So you can't like, so if you tell That's women, crazy, I know, right. If you tell women the truth, they're not going to take it because the truth makes them feel bad. And if a woman is feeling bad and she's in her feelings, then she's not going to be able to take in the information. So what it is, is that it's a little more difficult in order to get women to take real information you have to sort of present it in a way where you're telling them something that's real and honest, but at the same time, it's not too harsh for them to, to like sort of shun it and ignore it. Um, but with men, men generally will sort of take information um, and try it out. But the problem with a lot of guys is, is that they're too lazy to do the information, you know, to, to actually like do the work it takes to get to where they want to go. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So that's, that's what happens a lot of times. Wow. Interesting. It's crazy. What interested you in the first place to want to become a dating coach? Um, well, me, what, what happened was I used to, before I was coaching, I was actually working in a after school program back in the day. Like this is like, you know, like 15, almost 20 years ago. Cause I'm 41. I'm an old dude. Right. So wow. I was like, yeah. So I was like working in this after school program and it was cool there, but I was like, you know, I want to do something that is, something that I know how to do that could be my own thing. And so I was always good with, you know, interacting with women, dating, always had chicks around and all that other stuff. Um, even when I was younger and I I still, you know, was still figuring things out, I still was never really that scared to approach girls and make something happen. So I, so the thing was, is that I, I said, okay, let me try to help out guys. And this is what I did first. I started helping out men and I just went on YouTube one day and put out like a few videos and then put my email address in under the video. And I said, if you guys have any questions, hit me up. So within that first week, I got like a hundred some emails from guys who wanted, you know, answers to the question. So I was like, okay, there's a, you know, people want to do this. People want to know these things. So then I just started to do that it snowballed. And then I just kept it going. You know what I'm saying? But, but what made me really want to do it was, it was like, I always liked when people helped me with certain things and I, and I saw how their help helped me. So I was like, let me help other people. You know what I'm saying? Let me do, let me pay it forward and do what I got to do. And then, and then help other folks. So that's, that's what made me really want to get into it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What, what do you think about men going overseas to find their wife? I think you can go wherever you want to go to find a wife. The only problem is, is that I know nowadays on YouTube, you have uh, these guys called Passport Bros where they're like, oh, we're going overseas to get the women. The problem is, is that what they're actually doing is they're going overseas just to have sex with prostitutes. So not wrong with that if that's what you want to do, but you're not going to actually be able to have a long-term substantial relationship with that type of woman. You see what I'm saying? And on top of that, some guys will say, well, I'm going over there because, you know, there's other women that are on prostitutes that you know are easier to deal with and so what happens is if you have the skill to deal with women that means you have the skill to deal with women anywhere you see what i'm saying and so where so the basic thing is is that if you have the skill it doesn't matter where you're at because wherever you're at you're there and you'll be able to know what to do 
You see what I mean? So the thing is, is that if you feel you have to go there, that's an issue. If you're going there just to do it because that's what you want to do, that's a different story. So there's a difference between, I always tell people this, there's a difference between doing things because you want to and doing things because you feel you have to. You see what I'm saying? And if you feel you have to, then that means that there's a certain deficiency in your situation where you feel like you can't get a certain result unless you have this other thing going on. And then the problem with that is if that other thing isn't going on, then you can't get the thing you want. And so that's the problem with it. So for example, if a person says, you know, man, you know, I get all these girls because I got all this money, but if you don't have any money, then that means you can't get any girls. You see what I'm saying? So now you're, Success on getting women is reliant on money. So if you don't have money, if you start losing money, if you don't have as much money as you want or you think you need, then you can't get women. And that that's the part that's the, the, the drawback of that. So I always try to teach people, you need to be, the, the person needs to be it, not all the other circumstances or all the other things. Because when you do it that way, then you're basically... Uh, you know, setting yourself up to basically lose because if you don't have that thing, then it's a wrap. You see what I'm saying? So that's the thing. Do you think most passport bros have to go overseas? Yes, absolutely. Because the thing is, if they if they didn't if they didn't have to, then they wouldn't be uh like parading it around like that. You see what I'm saying? If you identify with a particular thing, then that means that you're creating that as your identity. Okay. If that's like, like, for example, I have, I have friends that go overseas and, and travel and do all that other stuff. They still, you know, they holler at girls overseas, they holler at girls wherever they're at. But the thing is, is that they don't identify as that because they're just doing that as an everyday thing. That's like, that's like, like, for example, let's say, let's say if I said, you know, I'm a water bro. Cause I, I drink water every day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, I don't need to identify drinking. I, that's just what I do. Like, this is just this is just part of my everyday thing. So if part of the everyday thing is you already being able to get women regardless, then that's just what you do. But if you say, well, this is what I do because I have to do this in order to get this certain result, and then you're identifying with that, then that means that you can't do it without that thing. You understand? So I look at it like this, like... um. Like what's his name? You know the 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 hero. What's his name? Aquaman. So Aquaman powers work only in water, or mostly only in water. You see what I'm saying? When he's not in the water, he doesn't. It's like it's useless. Useless. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So it's the same concept. If I can only get women if I'm standing over here, right? But I can't get them anywhere else. Then that means that I'm the problem. You see what I'm saying? That's then that's what I try to get people to understand. Now again. There's nothing wrong with going overseas, paying for hookers if that's if that's your jam. But what I'm saying is, is that you can't use that sort of as a flex or sort of as like some loophole because it's still not anything that is substantial for maintenance long term. Do you see what I'm saying? What if there's there's a there's a better group of women in one area than it is the others? Because it seems with the passport bros, um, some of them do go. Overseas and actually find them somebody that they can, you know, settle down with uh, to more of their liking, to more of what they're looking for, mm. or to more of what suits them rather than here in the States. Right. Well, the thing is this you got to understand that in the game, there's always going to be balance. So, what that means is this, right? If, if I'm the type of person, right, who 
let's say I'm 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 a I'm a you know I'm a big over like I'm overweight. I'm like morbidly obese, right? And I get liposuction and they take away all the fat, right? Now, what happens is, is that I might end up getting fat again because I haven't developed the habits or the skills to lose weight. Because there's another person who's big. What they did was they actually watched their calories. They started working out, you know, every week. They started to be consistent on developing the skill of keeping weight off. The first person just got the fat taken out. So what happens is, is that they're more likely to get fat again because they don't have the skill or know how to stay slim or to stay fit. And so the same thing happens when this situation where, so for example, you have the passport bro, what he does is that he's going to go to these places, right? And he's going to meet women who are the women that are running this situation. Because I always teach guys, the man has to actually, you know, run the relationship. He has to be the leader. Now, what happens is that when you go to these other places, the women are trained to run game on you. Actually, there's a woman on on TikTok. I can't remember her name. I, I wish I remember the name. But she has a whole TikTok channel where she talks to women on how to finesse guys, right? Yeah, so, right. So what happens is, is that women on the in these other countries, they're taught to do that also with guys who are not from there. So what they'll do is, is that when they know you are there and you're an American, you're from the West, they have a certain protocol of how they interact with you. You see what I'm saying? So they sell you a certain dream in order to make you feel a certain way. It's almost like this. Like, let's say, let's say I was chilling with my boy in Times Square or whatever, and we trying to holler at girls in the street. And he's like, man, these girls is like, you know, they acting funny. They, you know, they got attitudes or whatever. And then we go into the strip club and then he's like, man, you know, this strip club, they treating me like a king up in here, bro. Like they touching me, they telling me they want to dance on me. So what happens is, is that he thinks that he's getting better treatment in this particular situation. But the only reason he's getting that treatment is because he's in a strip club and the strip club is designed to make you feel that way. So that's what I tell these guys is, yeah, that's cool. But when you go over there, it's designed to make you feel that way. And so what I'm saying is, is that that is not long-term situation. So for example, let's say you go overseas, you meet a girl and you actually like her. Let's say you actually are interested in her. Let's say you want to, you want her to be your girlfriend at some point. Because you don't have the skill as a man to maintain a relationship, you're not going to be able to maintain her over a long period of time. And she's going to run you because you don't know how to run a relationship. So this is what I'm saying where... It's it's a short term uh, situation, but long term it doesn't necessarily work. You see what I'm saying? Because even for example, the average, uh, for example, the average yearly income for I think a black man is like forty three, forty four thousand dollars a year, right? Let's say if you know, and I'm I'm just saying for myself, I like to like have sex at least three or four times a week. Well, let's say a guy once he wants to have sex once a week or once every two weeks. If he travels overseas, let's say he spends $1,000 every time he goes overseas. Let's say he goes overseas four times a month, right? That's $4,000 a month he's spending on traveling back and forth. If you're making forty-three, dollars $44,000 a year, you're not going to be able to afford to do that. And, and in fact, you're probably only going to be able to do that maybe three, four times a year if that much. So even when we break it down economically, it's it's not feasible for most of the average income man to be able to do that consistently. And so what happens is, is that you're going to have to be able to hook up with women on a budget, meaning you can only have sex maybe four times a year. If that's the case, if that's what you're mainly doing, you see what I mean? So it's crazy. So 
if some men feel like they have to go overseas, is that more fault to the lack of quality women here? Or is that lack, is that due to the fault of the men who just simply aren't, you know, becoming the kind of men that women want? Yeah, it's, a, it's the latter. It's the it's the fact that this is what I always tell guys. The women over here in America are having sex every day. And so they're having sex with somebody, some guy or some guys. So my thing is be the guy she's having sex with, be those dudes. So the problem is, is that we each have a choice of what type of guy we want to be. And so the thing is this, I always tell guys this, whenever you say anything about a woman, you have to add with me at the end of the sentence. So if you say, man, these girls have an attitude as well. These girls have an attitude with me. These girls ain't giving up no booty. No, these girls, these girls ain't giving up no booty with me. And so what happens is, is that once you understand that you can switch that and change that and be that guy they're giving it to or making things happen, then what will happen is, is that you realize you don't got to go nowhere. <laughs> you get it every, you get it wherever you're at. So, so my thing is this, again, there's nothing wrong with guys going to do that. But what you have to understand is, is that at the end of the day, people have to understand that the game is about them. I always tell guys this on my channel is that the game is about you, meaning that everything that you gain or everything that you don't have or that you're you're lacking is all because of you. So if I, if you're out there making stuff happen with women, that's because of you. If things aren't happening with women, that's because of you. It's not really the women because what women do, women are followers and women are chameleons. So women act and will be a certain way based off the particular guy who's in front of them. So, so I could meet a girl today and she could say to me, Lucario, I'm not that type of girl. You know, I, I, I gotta, you gotta wait and get to know me. And then she'll meet you and she'll want to have sex with you the first day she meets you. You see what I'm saying? And it's dependent upon how she feels about that guy, but also it's dependent upon the particular guy she's dealing with. You see what I'm saying? That'll give her that elicits that feeling. You see what I'm saying? How does one become that guy? Well, I, I say this. One of the one of the things is that a guy has to work on himself and be sexually attractive. So mm -hmm. I always I always tell guys this, right? Is that um and I actually have a book called Looks Don't Matter, Seven uh Tips on How to, you know, uh attract women without your look. So there's a chapter in there where I talk about the five types of attraction that women have for men, right? And the five types of attraction is physical attraction, sexual attraction, behavioral attraction. And then uh, the fourth is resource attraction. And the fifth is friendship attraction. So I can break down all those. Physical attraction is a woman being attracted to the way you look physically, right? She just likes the way you look. She may think you have a handsome face, nice body, and all that other stuff, right? Sexual attraction is the way that a woman is attracted to you sexually. So that's a combination of your looks, your appearance, and your behavior. So what happens is, is that people get physical attraction mixed up with sexual attraction. So that means a woman can actually be physically attracted to you and still not sexually attracted to you. So that means a woman can think you're cute or handsome and not want to have sex with you because she's not sexually attracted to you. This is why a guy could look good and he starts talking to the woman and the woman is like, oh, he was cute till he opened his mouth. You see, what <laughs> like I'm sure you heard that type of phrase before. So what happens is physical attraction doesn't always equate to sexual attractions, but a woman could be physically attracted to you and sexually attracted to you, right? Now, Behavioral attraction means that a woman is attracted to your behavior. So let's say, for example, you might be a guy who's funny or a guy who's very like, you know, uh, charismatic. And if she's only attracted to your behavior, but not sexually attracted to you, that means that you're kind of just entertaining to her. She likes to hang around you and talk to you, but she may not want to have sex with you. 
You see what I'm saying? But at the same time, if a woman is sexually attracted to you, she could be also attracted to your behavior too. So some of these overlap. The only two things that don't overlap is sexual attraction and friendship attraction. So now the fourth one is resource attraction. Resource attraction is when a woman is attracted to resources, money, uh, your status, stuff like that. So what happens is a woman can be attracted to your resources, but not necessarily be sexually attracted to you. So even when we talk about the passport bros, when they go overseas, the women are attracted to their resources. So those guys have resource attraction mainly for those women. So those women will give them sex, but she's not necessarily sexually attracted to them, but she's attracted to his resources. So she'll trade her sex for his resources. You understand what I'm saying? This is why a guy who is making six figures will have a wife or girlfriend and she'll cheat on him with a bum because that bum has sexual attraction. You understand? She's sexually attracted to the bum, but she's attracted to her husband's resources. You see what I'm saying? So that's what happens. Now, again, a, a woman can be sexually attracted to a guy and attracted to his resources. But the, the most important, or I should say the highest form of attraction is sexual attraction. That is at the top of the pyramid is sexual attraction, right? Now, friendship attraction is when a woman is basically just attracted to you as a friend. That means you're in the friend zone. Right. And so a woman will be attracted to you in the sense that she can talk to you, talk to you about her problems, talk to you on the phone, hang out with you, get attention from you. But she doesn't necessarily want to have sex with you at all. She sees you as a, a non-sexual guy, but she'll still hang out with you. You see what I'm saying? So how does one get the sexual attraction? Mm -hmm. Well, that's the thing. If sexual attraction, again, is a combination of your look, appearance and your behavior. So what happens is this, if you're the type of guy, right, for example, ways that you can increase your sexual sex appeal is working out, dressing better, and also having a more masculine behavior, meaning that you're the type of guy who, when you're interacting with women, you lead her, you guide her, you direct her, um, you're, you don't follow her, you don't, um, you know, you don't complain. So like, even for, for example, a lot of guys who complain about women, that is, that's not masculine. So when women see a man complaining, that to her is unattractive because it's not a masculine trait. It's, a, it's more of a feminine trait. Women are the ones that complain and, oh, these niggas ain't shit and all that. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's that's what, what, what women do. But men nowadays have been doing that a lot more, sounding like the women. You see, you see what I'm saying? And so what happens is that what gives you that sex appeal is you're that strong, dominant, masculine, uh, unmovable guy. Where meaning that you're not emotional when when it comes to dealing with women, and that's what makes women more sexually appealing to you. I mean, sexually attracted to you. This is why you can have an average looking guy, meaning he may not look like a male model, he may look like an average dude, but because his behavior shows the woman that he is in control of his emotions, he's you know dominant. He's you know he he says what he's going to do, does what he says. That is sexually appealing to a woman. So a lot of times what happens is you can have a really good looking dude, have six pack and all that other stuff. But if he acts, you know, like he's insecure, if he's bitching and moaning, he's not going to be as attractive sexually to that woman, even though he has the look. You see what I'm saying? So that's the thing. It's a combination of your looks, your appearance and your behavior. So if you have all those things down, meaning that you you get in the best shape you can, look the best that you can look as far as your physical appearances, you know, you make sure you get haircuts, shape ups, all that other stuff, make sure your teeth is white, everything like that. And then you, the way you dress, does your clothes fit? Are they clean? Do they look good on you? And all that other stuff. And then your behavior, how are you acting towards the woman? Are you, are you acting needy? Are you acting insecure? Are you acting, uh, you know, like very like, 
flip floppy. If you're doing that, you're not going to be sexually attractive to a woman. If you're a guy who's very masculine, dominant, assertive, uh, you know, aggressive, you know, in and in, not in a crazy way, but aggressive in like you go get what you want. Um, you let a chick know what it is. You're honest with her. You basically stand by what you say you're going to do. That is attractive to a woman because she sees you as that stoic rock type of type of dude that she wants to continue to deal with. Because understand this, you have to be that opposite of her. So if she's the one that's, you know, all emotional, you can't be all emotional. If she's the one that's flip floppy, you can't be flip floppy. You see what I'm saying? So a lot of guys, they start to emulate what women are doing. And then the women, when they see those guys, they, they don't see men, they see women, they see femininity. And we all have masculine and femininity in us. But what happens is they see a, a guy not necessarily being a man. You see what I mean? And then that's what makes her not sexually attracted to him. Interesting. That's some real good stuff right there. So how, how long do you think it should take for a man to vet a woman? And what are some of the things that he should look for along that process? Yeah. So in a lot of my videos, I talk about this. I say, uh, you know, if you're, when you're, if you're looking for a girlfriend, right, you should be vetting her for at least a year. So, you know, 12 to 18 months, you know, in that time frame. And what it is, is this, when you're vetting a woman, what you're looking for is consistency and you're looking for cooperation. So she needs to be cooperative on a consistent basis. And so what that means is, is that throughout the vetting process, you have to um, basically dull, you know, little things that she needs to do over time to see if she's going to do those things without complaint. And so the way that I tell guys to do it is this, for example, um, usually within the first like three months, I tell guys all they should be doing mainly is just hooking up with a woman. You understand what I'm saying? And so having sort of like that fuck buddy type of relationship. And the reason why I say that is, is because you want to see if a woman is actually interested in you consistently with getting the least amount of attention. So the least amount of attention you could give a woman is see her maybe once a week, hit it and then keep it pushing and then call her again next week or the week after hit it and keep it pushing. Now, if a woman is consistent with that without talking about, well, where's this going? And yo, how come we don't go out and all this other stuff, right? If she's mm -hmm. consistent with that, that means that she's highly interested in you. And the reason why she's the reason why she's not complaining, the reason why she's not acting all funny style, is because she ex she accepts and she is grateful for any time you give her. And so what happens is that when a woman is highly and this is sort of like more advanced game that a lot of guys don't understand, when a woman is highly interested in you, part of her thinks that she doesn't deserve you. Part of her thinks you're out of her league. So the fact that you're giving her any time, she's going to be appreciative of it. So that this is the reason why you just hook up with her for the first few months, because you want to see if she's that woman that sees you as that guy she's highly interested in. Because if she is, she's not going to complain. In fact, she's going to be grateful that you even are continue to see her and just have sex with her. Now, what happens is after those three months, going on the fourth, fifth month, then you can probably add a little bit. Maybe you could say, okay, you know what? Let's go out to get something to eat. So you have sex with her and be like, let's go get something to eat afterward. So now what happens is, is that you're adding little things. And the thing is, she feels like she's being upgraded because y'all went just from having sex mostly to now we're going to go out to eat. And then so what happens is that as you're doing this and you're going along for this year, when she's been consistent all that time, you say, hey, listen, you know, you've been on point. 
now I'm going to move you into position of girlfriend because at that point, she's going to want to be your girl because she's been investing so much time, energy, and attention to you that she's going to gladly want to be a girl. But within that time, you've been, she's been consistent, but you've also, and this is the important thing, you've also been basically guiding her and teaching her how to deal with you. And so what I mean is this, throughout that process, you got to give her some instructions. You got to tell her to do certain things and see if she does it. Be like, hey, before you come to my house, stop by the grocery store, pick up, uh, you know, two bottles of water and I need, I need some Coca-Cola and I need some chips. And then so she goes and she does that without question, without fail. Okay, yeah, sounds good. I'll be there in an hour. I'll go pick it up. And she does it. So once you've seen that she's been consistent, she's been cooperative, she's been listening to you and a year, it's going on a year. And at that point, that's when you can upgrade her to girlfriend. Because now she's shown improve over time. Whereas most guys, they just let a girl be their girlfriend in three weeks. And it's like, and then they, they all hell breaks loose and they're wondering why. And the reason why is that, that is, is because you didn't let the woman invest and you didn't vet her. And a woman has to be vetted and she has to invest over time on a consistent basis to feel she's earned the spot. If a woman doesn't feel like she's earned the spot, then she's going to give you drama. This is why a lot of guys get drama because everything you do, right, with a woman, and this is very important. A woman could never go backwards. So if you meet a girl today and y'all been hooking up for like, you know, two weeks or whatever, and then you have her spend the night, right? Which I suggest dudes don't do unless a girl's your girlfriend. If you have her spend the night just one time, the next time you hook up with her and you say, hey, uh, listen, I, you got to go because I got to do this thing. She's going to say, well, how come I can't spend a night? And then this is where the drama happens because you you put that in the forefront. So anything you give a woman, you can't go backwards. You see what I'm saying? So meaning that you have to be careful about the, the the attention, time, and energy you give a woman because every time she gets something, she feels more entitled. And that's why you bring everything slowly so that you don't give her too much too soon. And this is why a lot of guys have drama with women because they do too much too soon. And then the woman feels entitled. And then when the guy doesn't feel like doing that for her today, she feels some type of way. You see what I'm saying? Mm. What about like, you meet a girl and y'all sleeping around and stuff, but then it's like she complains about, you know, you never really, I don't really hear from you. You never really text me or you always dubbing my calls or always dubbing my texts or like hmm. just like unresponsive. Right. Well, the thing is in, in those situations, you're just dealing with a girl who has either medium to low interest in you. So what that means is this I always tell guys is that, so women have three types of interests. High interest, medium interest, low interest. That's it. And then, of course, there's no interest. No interest is she's not even, you don't exist to her. But what happens is, is that when a woman has high interest in you, she just goes along with your program, right? She goes along with what you're doing. She doesn't complain because she doesn't want to lose you. When a woman has medium interest in you or low interest in you, right, what happens is that's where, all. The, oh, how come you didn't call me? How come this didn't happen? Blah, blah, blah. And, and to you, it may seem like, man, she's just stressing me like this chick all on my stuff, whatever, whatever. But the reason why she's acting that way is because what happens is, is that because she has that medium interest, she, she needs, she needs something else to talk about or complain about in order to feel like it's worth it to deal with you. And what I mean, what I mean by that is this, right? I'll give you a perfect example. The reason the reason why some guys need money to deal with women or to get women is because the woman isn't 100% interested in them. So when a woman is not 100% interested in you, you need something to compensate. 
You understand what I'm saying? And so that's where the money comes in and all the other stuff. So in this situation, when a woman is complaining or acting funny or, or, you know, like, oh, how come this and how come that? And how come you don't be texting me and all this other stuff, right? What happens is, is that because she doesn't see that much interest in you or because she doesn't have that much interest in you and is medium or low interest, she doesn't necessarily see that much value in you. So then if she doesn't see that much value in you, that's where the complaints happen because she's looking at you and she's saying, I don't think you're that valuable to be treating me this way. Because if you were that valuable, I wouldn't say anything. You understand? And, and let me break it down like this. It's like I always use this example. If if I gave three people, if I had if three people standing in front of me and I give one person $5 and I say, you got, you got to split that between you and those other two people. The person will be like, damn, bro, it's only $5. Like, well, I got to split $5. I ain't going to have, a, you know, I'm going to have like 125, 150. What the hell? That's, that's corny. Right now, let's say those same three people. I give the first person a hundred million dollars. I say, listen, you could you, you can get this hundred million, but you got to split it evenly between two other people. And they're like, cool, I get 33 some million. That's that that's what's up. I'm I'm good. The reason why they're not complaining with the hundred million is because the value is higher. The reason why they're complaining with the five dollars is because the five dollars is just five dollars. So when a woman sees you as the five dollar bill, she's always gonna complain because in her eyes, you're not that valuable for her to not complain. You see what I'm saying? So whenever she's like, how come you didn't call me? How come this? How come that? She's basically saying, how are you treating me this way when you're average? Do you understand Ooh. what I'm saying? So what happens is, is that if you were not average, I would be okay with you treating me however, because I see you as more valuable. You see what I'm saying? That's what, that's what guys don't understand. So this is why you have to understand the dynamic of how a woman is treating you dictates how she sees you. So this is why even when I say to these guys, you talk about they say, oh, well, Western women are like this. Yeah, because they see you as average. They see you as a loser. They see you as this guy that, that's not really all that. So therefore they're gonna, they're gonna come at you with that type of negative energy because they feel like they're almost, they feel like they're almost like, it's like they feel like they're already getting a, a raw deal with you. So if I'm getting a raw deal with you, why am I also getting this other stuff that, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that I got to deal with, with you, you know what I'm saying? Like, so you're not, you're not at that level for me to deal with this type of nonsense. Now, if you were, then I wouldn't say nothing. That's, that's really what it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's how it goes. I'm telling you. Interesting. We, we, we always have this thing, like, mm-hmm. uh, we, like we'll say, Oh, if I was Drake, she wouldn't be, she wouldn't be acting like that. She wouldn't be coming like that. <laughs> I mean, in some cases, you, yeah, you, I mean, you could say that in, in, a, in a certain case. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like that's, that's kind of like a good example. Like there's certain women who, if they was dealing with Drake, they just go along with it. You know what I'm saying? They just do what they gotta do, you know? So what does, what does a man do when the woman initially had a high interest, but now it's, either medium or low interest. Right. So usually, right. Usually what happens is that if you, if you meet a woman who has high interest in you, um, it can definitely get lower depending on your behavior. So if you recognize that a woman has high interest in you, right. And, and usually you'll get a number of different women who have high interest in you. If you're that type of guy who's on point, but if you recognize that the interest is, is lowering, what usually happens is, is that, you might have done something in this situation to cause her to see you different in her eyes. But usually what will happen is, is that guys will end up doing something different because they're trying to appease the woman, ironically. So what happens is this, right? A lot of times the reason why women start acting different or acting funny at a certain point is because 
the guy switched up in order to to keep her. So he's like, man, I really like this girl. She's bad. She's a baddie, right? So when he first approached her and he first met her, he was coming at her with the energy he he already came in the room with. Like, yo, I'm that dude. I'm looking good. I'm feeling good, whatever. What up? What's good, shorty? Blah, blah, blah. Y'all start talking. Now that he, he exchanged numbers with her, and let's say he ended up hooking up with her, whatever it is like that. Now he's sprung. Now he's like, yo, man, I'm really feeling her. He's thinking about her, all this other stuff. So now he starts calling her a little more. He starts acting a little more needy. Like, yo, what happened? Why you ain't called me yesterday? So he starts acting different. And now he becomes a different guy than she met when she first met him. So he's no longer the guy she first that she met when she first met him. So therefore, he becomes less attractive. So what I tell guys is, this is why you can't let the game be about the women. You got to make it be about you and stay you regardless of who the woman is. So some guys, what they do is they'll treat a woman better because she's hotter. Oh, well, she's a dime, so I'm going to treat her better than the girl I think is a six. And so what you do is you, you put the woman on a pedestal, and then therefore what happens is you end up changing your behavior based off the woman, and then that makes you inconsistent. When you're inconsistent as a man, you are unattractive. That's how it automatically works. As soon as you start being inconsistent as a man, the woman starts to see you as less attractive because she had an initial attraction to you. The guy you presented to her, she expected you to be that guy regardless, but then you started to not be that guy. You started to change because of her. And then that's why her interest dips. And this is why the, it, it starts to go lower and lower. You see what I'm saying? That's what happened. We we talked a lot about what a man needs to do to vet a woman. What mm. does a woman need to do to vet a man and how long should that process take? Right. So a woman, basically, what she needs to do to vet a man is she needs to first recognize is if is this guy consistent. Right. So the same way where, where a guy has to see a woman's consistent, a woman has to see if a guy is consistent with his leadership, if a guy is consistent where he says what he he's going to do and he actually follows through. And so she has to see that over a period of time. Right. Um, what happens is, is that the difference between when a man and a woman does it, when a woman vets a man, a woman needs to see if that guy is consistent. But then what will happen is, is that she starts to fall under his leadership. This is where submission comes in, meaning the word submission, when you break it down, sub means under and then mission. So she's under his mission. So she has to see if a guy has a mission. That's part of her vetting process. Is this guy going somewhere? Is this guy about anything? Is this guy really who he says he is? And then so once she recognizes that, then she becomes submissive. She's under his mission. Now, the thing is this, that doesn't have to take a long time. This could this could literally be within the first day she can recognize certain things and then see if he follows through on the, you know, the, the, the next time she's seeing him and all this other stuff. Then she's like, okay, I see this guy's on point. He says what he does. He does what he says. He knows how to lead. He's not being all emotional. So this is a guy I can take seriously and then continue to be consistent with that guy. So basically both things are happening simultaneously. The guy's vetting the woman and the woman is vetting the man. And then they work. To, it works together because what happens is if he's leading and guiding and she's following, right? She's following him because she recognizes he's the type of guy she should follow. You see what I'm saying? And then she continues to do that and then see if that can go where it needs to go. So you, you told the man during the vetting process that you should keep her in the friends or benefits stage. Right. So are you telling the woman to be okay with that? During yes. That? That's the thing. She has, to, she has to be okay with what the guy wants. So what I mean is this. When a, when a woman, see, when a woman gets into a relationship, right? Women generally, not all the time, because, you know, there's always exceptions, but generally 
a woman doesn't have a relationship unless a man makes it happen. Because most guys, what do we do? We got to approach. We got to talk. We got to set up the date. We got to do, we're doing most of the stuff on the front end. So what happens is, is that a woman's dating life, 90 some percent of the time is dictated by the man. If the man is not making it happen, she has no dating life. So whatever guy that can be, but it's always going to be a man basically orchestrating the situation for her to experience a, a dating and relationship situation. So what happens is that when she finds a guy that she's interested in, right? What happens is, is that she starts to follow that guy because she's interested in that guy. So what I, so remember what I said earlier is that some women, when they meet a guy that is on point, they may not even feel like that they're up to that guy's level. So what happens is if she's feeling him, and he's like, yo, what's up? Let's meet up next week and, you know, come, you know, come through and let's make this happen. They get together, they hook up, they have some good sex. And he's like, yo, you know, yeah, let's do this again, you know, sometime next week or whatever. He hits her up again. They get together, they have sex, whatever it is. The fact that she's even in his presence, right? She's going to be okay with the fact that they're just hooking up because this is the top guy she's with. So what you got to understand for women is this. Most guys think women have options, Right. On the front end, it seems like women have options, but most women don't really have the type of options that you think because most guys who try to holler at women are guys women aren't attracted to. So what that means is, is that there's only a small percentage of dudes that women are attracted to. So whenever a woman encounters one of those small percentages of guys, it's like her ears perk up like, oh man, I'm finally, this is a man finally. So now if she's really feeling him, She's going to say to herself, let me not be ridiculous and mess this up so that he throws me back to all the knuckleheads that I don't really want. So now she's going to be on her best behavior. She's going to do whatever she needs to do in order to make it work with that guy. So if that guy is saying, I will meet you next week so we can hook up, guess what she's going to do? She's going to meet him next week so they can hook up. You see what I'm saying? So what will happen is, is that just hooking up with him is way better then a beta male or some average dude whining and dining her and, and freaking, you know, sweating her and all this other stuff. She'd rather the other, because remember, I said it's all about value. That top guy, he's the five, he's the hundred million. The rest of these dudes is five dollar bills. You see what I'm saying? So she wants to do what the guy over here who has who's that hundred million dollar guy, she wants to do what he wants to do. And so whatever that is, you know, within reason, and of course, not anything illegal or anything crazy, but within reason, she's going to do what he he's trying to do. That's what it's about. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. What do you think the key is to male masculinity? I mean, I'll say this. It's just basically figuring out what you what you like to do, what you don't like to do, what you're into, what you're not into, what you know, where you're trying to go, what you're not trying to go. So basically, in a nutshell, it's about figuring out who you are and fully embracing that. And so what a lot of guys do is they're scared to do that. They're scared to fully be themselves. So when you're fully being yourself, you don't care about what anybody thinks about you. You're not trying to impress nobody. You're not trying to change for anybody. It's, you know, especially not in a woman, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like you're just doing you regardless. And so that, that you do you regardless of what the outcome may be. Meaning that if I can lose, if I'm going to lose this girl from, do from doing what I need to do, then, Hey, it is what it is. She could go. You understand? If these people don't want to rock with me because they don't they don't rock with the, the type of things that I'm trying to do, cool, y'all could go. So a man, he has to stand on his own too, regardless, even if that means he has to be alone. You see what I'm saying? And so 
What happens is that when you're that type of guy, what it is is that you're standing on your own too, and you're you're basically respecting yourself by you know just being about your thing. You're 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 tapping into your identity. You're tapping into what makes you you, and you're unapologetic about that situation. Even if even if certain things that people don't necessarily like favor, they might say, oh well, that's you know that's that's morally wrong or that's whatever. As long as you're not hurting anybody. When you're doing what you're doing, then it's cool. But some people might think, oh, well, I don't like that type of philosophy. I don't like that way of thinking. I don't like, it's like, it don't matter. This is how I do it. This is how I think it. And that's what it is about being that man. It's about being unmovable. It's about being unshaken by all these other things outside of you and just standing on your own two and standing on your principles, no matter what. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Are you married? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm married. I mean, I'm actually non-monogamous. So I have a wife and I have a girlfriend. So I have, I've been with my wife for 15 years and I've been with my girlfriend for almost four years now. Yeah. How do you manage? Man, it's uh, time management. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, <laughs> so basically it's, uh, it's really just like sort of having a program and a structure. This is why, so this is why I teach guys is that if you have a, a program and a structure in a way that you, you know, live your life and do your thing, then you're able to manage your situation. So for example, me and my my wife and my girlfriend, we have specific days where, okay, today is my, my, my wife's day. Today is my girlfriend's day. You feel what I'm saying? And so we have specific days that, that I'm dealing with them specifically so that all the attention goes on them. Then also too, I still like hook up with other girls here and there. You know what I'm saying? Like whenever I got some time and I'm doing, you know, I got some time to get it in, then I just do my thing. You know what I'm saying? But, I, but that's how I designed my relationship. So I designed it like that because that's how I wanted it to be. You see what I'm saying? So so I have two questions. Uh for one, how in the world were you able to pull that one off? Because on paper you seem to be living every man's dream. <laughs> and, and and two, one would ask why even get married? All right, that's a good question. So one, the way I pull it off is really it's simple. Like I was saying earlier is that the the value right is the thing that makes women cooperate so when i first met my wife and we were just like you know dating hooking up whatever it was and then she wanted to be my girl and everything and so by the time when i i upgraded her to girlfriend i said to her listen um you could be my girl but i don't want to be monogamous so i said listen you know we're going to be non-monogamous and we're going to do our own thing but we'll be together we'll you'll be my woman we'll be together Right. And then so when I met my girlfriend, uh, who's my girlfriend now, I actually had another girl I was seeing and then me and her broke up. So now the girlfriend I have now we're together. And then she knew that I was married. I told her what the situation was and we were, you know, kicking it. And then she became my girlfriend after a year or so. Right now, uh, the, the question of uh, what's the point of getting married is that you have to understand that in a relationship. Right. There's always give and take. Right. And so. What you have to understand is if you want a certain level of cooperation, there needs to be a certain level of hierarchy in a situation. So, for example, if I have a girl who's a fuck buddy, right? She'll do certain things for me. If I, you know, like it's like, like having sex is, you know, you don't want a girl who's a fuck buddy to do too much. But let's say a girl who let's say a girl I'm dating, right? A girl I'm dating will do things for me, but a girl I'm dating will not do things consistently for me the way that a wife would. You understand what I'm saying? So I'll give a business example. 
if 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 you worked in a company and you was working in the mailroom, right? And you was making like 15 bucks an hour. And then um, let's say your boss says, hey, you know, I want you to be vice president of the company, um, you know, next week. But we're going to pay you the same amount of money, $15 an hour. Right. You probably look at your boss like, come on, fam, you're ridiculous. I ain't doing that. Because it doesn't match up the, the 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 responsibility and what you're asking doesn't match the price of what they're getting. So mm-hmm. what happens is that what women are looking for is commitment and stability. Right. But you don't just give them commitment and stability. They have to earn it. That's why I said with the vetting process and all that other stuff. So now what happens is, is that if I want a certain t- level of cooperation and consistency from a woman, right, then I have to elevate her to a certain level. So a lot of times what guys do with with marriage, they just get married to just get married. But what happens is that the thing about marriage is that you're upgrading a woman to another level, which means that she that, that she is going to give you another level of cooperation. But in order to get her to be upgraded to that point, she has to show that she's earned being a wife. You see what I'm saying? So what a lot of people don't understand is, is that like I give, for example, like my, I wrote, I wrote like six books. I've, um, you know, I've like did a bunch of seminars and all this other stuff. My wife actually edited all my books. You feel what I'm saying? My wife, she does a lot of behind the scenes stuff for the business. Right. And so what happens is, is that if she wasn't my wife and she was just some random girl I was dating, she wouldn't probably have given me that level of cooperation to edit the books and do all other stuff. So, so when you say, what's the point of getting married? The point is, is that if you are going to put a woman in position of marriage, that means that her level of cooperation and consistency is going to be higher than a chick who isn't. So if you're going to have a woman in your life, regardless, right. If you like to deal with women, right. And you've been with a woman for so long and she's proven over time, then I say, cool, I'm going to put you in this position. And then because I put you in this position, that means that I'm going to benefit from a higher level of cooperation. And so a lot of guys think that they can get a a higher level of cooperation from a woman by just hooking up with a girl. That's not going to happen. You see what I'm saying? So the thing is, is that, but you don't, you, but again, you don't want to put, make a woman your wife or you don't want to get married just to get that. She still has to earn that spot. You see what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's a lot of things going on at once. So let's say initially that a girl is uh, uncooperative. Should a man stick around to try to be a you know a more masculine man to get her to submit, or should he just move on and find another woman who's cooperative? No, he definitely should move on because especially at the beginning when you, when you're first talking to a girl, like even for example, like if you at a bar and you're talking to a girl, you're trying to holler at her, and she's being uncooperative. Keep them keep it moving because it's already at the beginning. She's showing uncooperative behavior at the beginning. You see what I'm saying? So you just got to keep that stuff pushing. What you're looking for it is this, and this is what I teach guys. You want to be the most on point guy you can be, so that you'll find more women who are going to cooperate. That's basically what it is. It's not. It's not to try to get girls to do things for you to cooperate or to to uh, listen or whatever. It's to find the women who already are from the jump because they recognize the greatness within you. There's certain girls, either they don't recognize it or they do recognize it and they don't want to deal with you because they know what it means to deal with you. And what that means is, is that some women reject themselves because they feel like they're not going to be able to be up to your standard. So in, in order to stop themselves from you know uh, getting rejected by you, 
they reject you automatically. It's called auto rejection. So women, men do this all the time. You know when a guy sees a hot girl and you, you with your boys, you're like, yo, that chick is bad. Go holler at her. And he's like, man, she looked like she a bitch. I ain't gonna bother. You see what I'm saying? Like he's automatically rejecting her because he thinks that he won't be able to get her. Women do the same thing. Women will automatically reject the guy because they think that they can't live up to his standard. You see what I mean? Got you. Well, what's some of the dating advice that you would lend to your son or daughter in the future? Mm. Well, listen, I ain't gonna have no kids, but uh, but if I did have some kids, <laughs> I would, you know, I would basically just say, you know, you have to really look at who you are and figure out exactly how you want your situations to be. Because even for example, for myself before, like I used to be monogamous and that wasn't really me. I didn't really like it. You know what I'm saying? But I was doing it because everybody else, you know, was doing it. And I thought that's what I'm supposed to do. And so I have a slogan where I say the truth is inside. You got to figure out what is your truth and live that. So then what happens is, is that I, I would tell them, hey, figure out what you're about, what you want to do, and then go do it. And that's it. And 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 do that regardless of what anybody else is going to think, because everybody doesn't have to agree with what you're doing. Nobody, everybody doesn't have to live the lifestyle you're living. You have to live your lifestyle because at the end of the day, what everybody else is saying doesn't really matter because when it's time for you to make things happen, they're not going to be around. Like I always tell people, if the lights go off in my house, ain't nobody that was criticizing me going to help me with my bills. Ain't nobody that was criticizing me going to help me do this or that. When You see what I'm saying? So if they're not going to help me with those situations, why do I care what they're saying now? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, it don't even make no sense. You see what I mean? That's a very good point. And my final question, what do your haters say about you and why do you think they say it? Oh my goodness. I, it's this, yo. It's funny. I, I have a, a whole a whole bunch of dudes that just be hating just for no reason. The thing is this, man. Um, they say a lot of different stuff. You know what I mean? Because well, one, they don't understand non-monogamy, so they'll be like, "Oh, Lucario, you out there? You're a cuck." All this other stuff. They they say crazy stuff like that, but they don't understand the definitions of non-monogamy, cuck, and all that other stuff. Or they'll say, um, you know, they'll make up lies. Like I have a, a bunch of people making up lies about me, saying I did this or did that when I never did it. Like there's dudes that say, yo, I saw you in Brooklyn doing this and the dude don't even live in Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, how you see me in Brooklyn? You don't live in Brooklyn. you never been to Brooklyn. <laughs> so they just they just make up stuff. But this is what happens. People, people, and this is the thing, people are always going to hate regardless. Nobody is universally loved. So it's it just part of the, it's part of the, the thing. Like there was people who hated on Martin Luther King. You know what I'm saying? There's people who hate on Michael Jackson. It's like any anything that you're doing, right? There's always going to be people who, who, who don't like it and who do rock with it. And some people just don't like it because they may not like your face. They may not like the, the sound of your voice. They may not like the hat you're wearing. They, it, it could just be anything. They're looking for something to not like. And that's just coming from their own turmoil inside their own self. You feel what I'm saying? Because when you're actually a happy person, when you're a person who enjoys your life, you actually want to spread that energy out. You want other people to enjoy their lives. You want other people to feel good. You feel what I'm saying? So, so to all the haters, man, it you know, it just is what it is. There ain't nothing you can do about it. You know what I mean? Do you find that mostly men are your haters? Um, no, I got some women haters here and there, but I, but I would say there's a lot, there's a lot of men, and I'll say this, this is the thing. One of the reasons why uh there's a lot of guys who hate, and I'll say this, is that. Sometimes when you say things, people will take it personally because what you say, they're reflecting on their own life and they're reflecting on their situation. 
So, so what happens is if I say, listen, you know, like earlier I was talking about how women will sort of, you know, like give you that attitude or play you or do something else if they see you as average, then a guy is probably thinking, damn, yo, that girl I've been talking to for the past three weeks, she's been acting all crazy style. Like, so you trying to tell me she see me that way? And by, so then they get mad. You understand what I'm saying? They get all upset because they're looking at their specific situation through what I'm saying about the game. But the thing is that people, I, I always say this, you don't, this, you don't need to get mad that's actually a good thing because now you're aware of certain things you probably weren't aware of before. Cause there were certain things when I was younger, I didn't know, like, I was like, I was like, Oh, this is why I'm messing up. Oh, this is why I never got to, to achieve that goal. I, you see what I'm saying? Like, and so I didn't get mad at it. I got happy that I got the information that can now I can upgrade myself now with the information, but a lot of people, because they take stuff personally, what happens is, is that, they get mad because they within themselves already don't feel good about themselves. So now there's other things that are being said to make them also not feel good about themselves. Mm -hmm. So instead of stepping outside themselves to say, oh, that's what it is. Let me let me look at that and try to fix that in my situation so that I can get better. So that's that's really what it is. It's, it's, a, it's a mindset thing. It's like, you know, you can you can take whatever it is. And you can look at it as something that's bad or, or detrimental or it's going to make you angry. Or you could take that same thing and use it as something positive. It's, and that's what the game is about. It's about you understanding yourself and then you going in the direction to make things happen for you that's going to benefit you. See, the thing is, like it's like this. You could have a knife. You can use the knife to freaking cut up vegetables or you could use the knife to stab somebody in the neck. You feel what I'm saying? So the problem isn't the knife. It's how you use the knife. You see what I'm saying? And so that's what it is. Well, sir, thank you so much for coming on to my podcast. Thank you for your time. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. You definitely have some bars in there I got to go back and look at, man. That's, I appreciate it, man. Appreciate you guys for having me. Real talk. Thank you.